Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Coming at you live from DNHQ in beautiful South Pasadena, California, this is... And bang the table, because this is a Blue Heaven podcast. That was loud. It says it right there on the TV, this is Blue Heaven podcast. What is going on, Dodgers Nation? My name is Clint... You can find me as RealFRG on the Twitter, on the Instagram, and you are now home with Dodgers Nation and Jim Beam. Please do drink responsibly and do it for Doug McCain. That is DMAC underscore LA on Twitter, on Instagram. Doug, another win. You got a series win in San Diego. Really could have swept. Even with the one loss, you got to be feeling good coming out of that series. That's a great series for the Dodgers. Just stepping on the throat of that Padres team, body slamming Diego like they've done for so many years now. They're 8-2 against the Padres this season. Since June 23rd, 2021, they're 27-8. Since the Clayton Kershaw, since the meme that they posted, they're 7-1. and one. So this Dodgers team continues to dominate the NOS. It's like the NOS circle of life. Dodgers, they beat the Padres. The Giants are in second. So it's just how it is in the regular season, the NOS. Love that, it. That's how it goes. And this is a this is a heavy NLS week for the Dodgers. They, of course, they next go to uh, uh, Arizona to play the D-backs for a couple of games and then return home to welcome the Rockies and also welcome back Clayton Kershaw. So on today's show, yeah, we got some reactions. We got to look at the, today's game. We got to talk about Tony Gonsolin, who, um, I, I mean, I guess we'll break it down more. This is in the wrong spot, so I'm going to fix it. That was my fault. I had to do it then. And we got to talk about all the trade deadline di- uh, additions that have been straight up killing it, and, and including Kike, where I was dead wrong. But uh, the good thing we, they didn't get Scott Barlow like uh, Doug wanted. That's an important, it's an important thing to throw out I wanted there. Joe Kelly's been balling, so he's number one on my list. We'll get into all Look that a whole lot more. We'll preview the week a little bit. Um, one of the things we want to do at the, at the top of the show, usually I tell you guys, hey, go find us on all your podcast mediums, and I just did that anyways, but... Uh, we have to first thank you guys. We just passed, uh, or I think we're about to pass 50, or, or sorry, 66,000 subscribers on YouTube. So thank you guys for that. Literally couldn't do it without you because we don't have that many emails to subscribe to our own channel with. But what we're doing, because we have the excitement for that, and now we're, we're getting the itch. We're trying to get that postseason push ready. Doug, we are going to be giving away an authentic. Cody, what are we going with? We're going with a, a Mookie Betts jersey. Mookie Betts. Marcus Lynn Betts, like the good, good jersey, the official jersey. Authentic. So what we're trying to do, we're trying to do, again, here on, on Dodgers Nation TV, want your help. We're trying to get to 70,000 subscribers on our YouTube channel. We know a lot of people watch and aren't subscribed. It would mean a lot to us if you happen to go and hit that subscribe button. It mean even more if you hit that uh, that little bell button. But uh, we're going to give away the Mookie Betts jersey once we reach 70,000 subscribers. Uh, 
so go subscribe right now. We're gonna we're, it's gonna be completely randomized. We're gonna be mentioning it in our videos for the next. Uh, Hopefully not very long, because if we can get there soon enough, we won't keep talking about it. But you guys see, that's what a Mookie Betts jersey looks like. And it's going to be that good, good stuff. So subscribe, YouTube TV, YouTube.com slash Dodgers Nation TV. Do all that thing. That's the one. Subscribe. Get us to 70000 And maybe you'll win a jersey. Are you excited about giving you away a jersey? You will win excited. a jersey. I mean, jerseys. Somebody look, will. Mookie, a Freddie. We're doing a lot of giveaways this week. This is the number one yeah. fastest growing Dodgers Nation you, the Dodgers YouTube channel. So if you haven't subscribed, definitely subscribe. And always hit that like button. It really helps out. Feed the algo, as they say. So absolutely, it's all about you guys, man. You guys have definitely been the reason why this channel has reached new heights. We had a great trade deadline. We had the live show it was, was like fun. 45 hours. For you, how long were you live last, uh, last Tuesday? At least like five, over five six, hours. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten hours. Never-ending Doug. Never-ending Doug. Three days in live. You got some still stuff not for us there, Cody. Cody enough. on the board, by the way. DJ producer Cody. Uh, DJ we give him some love. you <laughs> Oh, it's a special day. That was adorable. You guys like coordinated in the little Freddy dance. Uh, and he's here. I know we're gonna be okay. I like Kike's the swervy one. He yeah, like well, this. he actually has rhythm yeah. in like hips. My hips just broke. Well, Grumpy Forty Five Dino says Mookie slammed San Diego the long way. Oh. That was fun. And then shout out to our guy Jason Diamond. Shout out to our friend Hogwatch. He says Hogwatch is crying after today's game. Hey, if you guys watch our live, like I said, I said, I got the Dodgers taking three out of four. And if they do, he has to recreate the That's What's In song. So I'm going to push him on that. So look out for that. Born has got to do it. He's got to do it. Born. That's what's in. But yeah. Padres going down to... Yeah, well, blue and white. Yeah. However that that goes. Was that that what we're getting through so far? Yes. Cool. Let's jump into uh, reactions from this sports ball game. Uh, not the prettiest showing from Tony Gonsolin. He ends up gutting through six innings, but six runs, not ideal. And with Kershaw's, Kershaw coming back, Lance Lynn kind of becoming Lance him, as I said on Dodgers Nation Twitter over the weekend. Subscribe if you're not. Uh, Tony's kind of looking like the weak link here. 100%. I have said for a long time now, I would not trust him in the postseason. I don't want to see him a part of this postseason rotation. I would have Emmett Sheehan over him in the bullpen with the way his fastball plays yeah. up. So, yeah, it's unfortunate. I mean, Tony Gonsolin is someone who <laughs> you gave a, a, a different deal where he had incentives where he could have earned over $3 million this season performance-based. And for him, really, he just doesn't look right physically to me. I mean, the velocity's been down. The command is just off. I mean, you're seeing him leave stuff out of the plate. Last year, he was living low, living long like Dontrell Willis likes to say bottom of the zone you see him live that splitty up you see him live fastballs over out over the plate and just really not pretty right now thankfully you have an offense in the Dodgers that can pretty much overcome any deficit and they did that in a big way Tim we'll get into that but really with Tony Gonson I think you're looking forward you're hoping just to put together some really solid starts but with the way that Lance Lynn is pitching the fact that he's giving you quality he's going six seven innings to start he's only getting better he's living on the edges he's avoiding the heart of the play exactly and Tony Gonson is just a different story I mean you saw saw the home run to Campusano. I mean, that's a slider right out over the plate. Just misses right there. The Tatis double, four-seam fastball, middle of the plate. And that is where he struggles, especially in big games, where he just can't avoid throwing it right down Broadway. Yeah. And good teams, good offenses are going to punish him. What did I say after the A's game? You saw the one run in five innings. The expected fit was close to five. So those yeah. expected numbers don't like Tony Gonsolin. His stuff just does not look good right now. I'll give you the credit. He has been saying that. This guy has been saying that for a while. Don't trust the numbers. Don't trust. Uh, don't, don't let the smoke show of, of run prevention 
fool you. The numbers um, tell a different story, or, or the reality should tell a different story. Got to pop that hood. That he's underneath uh, there. Yeah, yeah. He's got a little bit of a misfire there. They keep throwing him in these warm games. I keep talking about the fact that his split finger does not play as well. Not even his, just the split finger in general. If you have a dude who's very wet, very sweaty, that sounds weird to say a wet dude, but when you're very sweaty, it doesn't slip out of your fingers as well. I think it's a really interesting point. I mean, that be he, somebody his stuff is not his his curveball, uh, his fastball are not elite enough to get away without having that splitty. Yeah, no, I think that's something that's really interesting, and it really shows kind of the lack of confidence that he has in his stuff, especially in those situations. And you start to see those innings this year where the wheels start to fall off, those big innings, him going through rough stretches, rough patches right here. So, yeah, I mean, it's he's had four runs. He's This is the... The I mean it's just bad. I mean this is guy who's in the last four. <laughs> I mean, analysis. Yeah, I mean seven of his last seven of his last. I'm trying to do the math like on the fly here. Seven of his last nine starts, he's allowed at least four runs. Yeah, seven not, of his last nine starts, four good. runs. I mean that's not going to get it done. And this Dodgers staff, who you're 21st in ERA, you're 26 in innings pitch. Gonsolin has been someone who has has had his moments last year. Really, he peaked. I think. And he just hasn't built on that momentum since he went down last season and he was on the IL. He had the best ERA in the National League. When he returned, he struggled to get through even two innings in that NLDS. And this year he comes yeah. into the season, has the ankle injury. He's just really not the year for Tony Gonson so far. Yeah, he kind of started the, the year behind the eight ball and it's it's um it's sort of just kept getting worse and worse. You're seeing the stuff not there. The velocity is inconsistent. Uh you've you've heard the the conversation from Dave Roberts, who's doing his post game right now. You heard the conversation with, "Hey, he's not rebounding between yeah. starts as well." And you wonder what that's going to do to him in the long run. Is how much is he guarding when he's throwing? You know, he doesn't. Maybe he's not throwing as as free and easy, but it's definitely a problem. And he's got a month and a half to prove himself. Or you know, you really hope. Knock on desk here. You really hope the Dodgers can find a way uh, to have one of these. Uh, Either if it's Ryan Pepio gets a start, if it is Walker Bueller who comes back, which the latest reports today sound good. It sounds like, you know, that within the next week or two, we could see him uh, actually heading out on a rehab assignment, if not sooner, probably not sooner than a week. But um, that's somebody who could take that spot. You're, you're feeling good about Lance Lynn. You're hopefully feeling good about Clayton Kershaw on his shoulder. Uh, you, you piecemeal a, a not it's not the starting rotation you want it's not the starting rotation you want to see a team with uh for noah championship aspirations heading into the postseason but it's it, you could piecemeal some starts especially with ryan yarbrough you have some opportunities for for uh, an opener is it sexy no but it is an option but um you know tony might be pitching his way off of the postseason roster i think that's where it's training i do think you bring up some fantastic points in that there is an issue with the rebound and they have even admitted that i mean dave roberts has said that there's a recovery issue a physical recovery issue and that's why they went with that bullpen game against the phillies on june 11th the fact that they did that pretty much told you everything you need to yeah. know about how they feel about tony gonson <laughs> at the moment but still want to give him a little credit didn't have scoreless innings there in the fourth and in the fifth but then you had another run the there yeah. in the later by campus so really it's just the issues with him avoiding stuff over the plate but the good thing is you did pick up yarbrough i think it's going to be really solid lance lynn i told you guys gonna fall in love with him i think it's already really beginning because he's someone that is absolutely rejuvenated re-energized he's someone that's having success he's really starting the process of 
working with the sequencing, working with the mechanics. The yeah. home runs are an issue, but the good news is, ideally, you added one more starter. But look, you got the group right now. You got Kershaw coming back. Bueller could come back. I mean, he's out there, the Titleist studio with electrical wires all over <laughs> himself, Institute. trying to find out what's going on. Punching with him out John Rom. Did you see that? Uh, that was pretty. That uh, was really cool. That was my favorite uh, story of the entire weekend. On I IG. mean, Rom didn't have a bat. He didn't even have a club in hand. I mean, I would have maybe at least you know put him together with uh, with the five wood, you know, hybrid club. I, that would that would been great. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Doug doesn't know golf. He don't know ball. <laughs> I like uh, football, like, basketball, and baseball mainly, but and also tennis. But um, is, this a, is this a date? <laughs> and soccer. But uh, I will say that killing Mbappe, killing Mbappe the goat. But <laughs> no, I will say. Look, I mean, the beauty in all this is, like I said, this is a Dodgers offense. They scored eight runs in the fourth. They had five in the sixth. That when he had a lead. And Gonson had a little bit of a lead. He did give you two scoreless frames there. He did go out there and execute. But I think there's a confidence issue. I don't think he really truly trusts his stuff right now. The velocity's been down, the spin, just the yeah. the mix. I mean, that split change is a pitch where you really have to set it up where you're changing eye levels and then really drops off the table. You really don't have that with Gonson at the moment. And moving forward, I think he realized that if he doesn't make it in this rotation as a starter, is there truly a spot for him as a reliever? He doesn't scream dominant reliever I, to me. I'd rather see um, uh, uh, Michael Grove, honestly, at this Grove, point. Grove, Sheehan. Grover in, in short burst works. Um, on Lynn, too, you mentioned like like working with Lance Lynn, of course. Lynn Sanity, I think you called him in the postgame last Sanity, night. Lynn Sanity, baby. Um, you have this dude who, uh, yeah, he's coming to work with the 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 Dodgers coaching staff Mark Pryor and his and his boys um, as nobody calls them and you also you're you're entering a pennant race and more importantly you're getting out of that toxic situation that's going down in uh, in uh, Chicago there with the White Sox and I don't know if people have seen it on the internet machine but in the last couple of days the White Sox have been the organization was very much thrown under the bus. Uh, there's no rules. It's complete anarchy there. No accountability for everything. Uh, Lynn went on with our friends over at Foul Territory today, FT Live. Uh, oh, wow. So search out on YouTube, hashtag FT Live. But he kind of, you know, added to his former teammate, Kenyon uh, Middleton. He, he talked about, uh, he revealed at the ESPN last night. Middleton's like, hey, everything is pretty effed up over there. I'm waiting. I was assuming. You didn't say the word. Yeah, but you do that to me either way. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> he said it's pretty effed up over there, and uh, uh, Lynn very much backed it up today that, yeah, yeah no, it's, it's it's a poorly run organization. So now coming here, he's feeling better about himself, and you're seeing in, uh, you know, two pretty damn good starts, including, you know, one on, on uh, national broadcast ESPN on Sunday night. So he's a guy you're feeling confident with. Uh, Walker can be a guy you're feeling confident with. You got... Kershaw, we'll keep talking about the same things, but Tony is definitely a problem. We'll find out more what he has to say, and I'm sure you'll have more, more thoughts on uh, Tony Gonsolin later on in the week. Let's look at some of the positives from this. Um, this game, eight-run inning to respond to that five-run outburst from the Padres. Massive grand slam from Mookie. That was exciting. That was fun. Watch it in here with the crew, the DN, uh, DN uh, boys that nobody calls us. <laughs> yeah, I like that. What? Yeah. <laughs> Apparently we have a song right now. What are the, what are the people saying in the in the uh, chat over there, Mr. DJ Producer Cody? Well, before the, we before we get to the exciting part, you guys were talking about Gonsolin. Somebody I swept through the comment, but somebody said about I got splooshed. They were now. thinking about um they wanted to get your thoughts on a um, Bobby Miller and Tony Gonsolin piggyback start in October. 
I mean, I'd rather have a Yarbrough and, and Bobby Miller piggyback yeah, start. Starts? I who mean, starts that game. I think, I mean, look, Bobby Miller, he's very close. If you look at his stuff plus, he's so close. For him, it's just avoiding deep counts because really that's been Bobby Miller's issue is, yeah, you're seeing latent counts. He's filthy. He's nasty. You've seen the flashes from him. It's just, it's already two balls, three balls, right? As far as him getting ahead in the count, going with strike one, was he do when he does that, the light's going to come all the way on. So I still think Bobby Miller is someone that's going to start a postseason game for this team potentially. They're going to use him. He's not someone you want to have out of the bullpen. As long as they feel comfortable with the, in the innings limits with him, he's going to be someone they're going to go to. As far as Tony Gonsolin, I mean, he just hasn't earned it. I mean, he just told you a few minutes ago. I mean, these numbers are catastrophic if you look at it. I mean... Right now on the season, he has a 512 expected FIP, a 442 ERA, a 487 FIP. The bottom line, the reality, the harsh truth here is that Tony Gonsolin is not one of the best five starting pitchers on the Dodgers. I mean, you can make a case that Michael Grove looks better during certain stretches. I mean, mm -hmm. Ryan Pepio is still on the mend on the way back. Walker Buehler is eyeing a return in early September. I think it'll be more towards the end of September and probably in a multi-inning relief role. But still, they just have better options. And two, let's... Also, look at his track record, a 920 postseason ERA. So, look, he has no history. One, no history of having success in the postseason. Two, he's been bad this season. His numbers are down. Three, they just have better options. I think the big key, the number one key, is that Clayton Kershaw comes back and stays, stays healthy and absolutely stabilizes this rotation. And Julio Urias, I think, that is quietly getting it back together. And I think by the time the postseason rolls around, he'll be back to being close to Urias. I really truly believe that. You heard it here first. Oh, but, he was I mean, yeah, yeah. So you're good. You're good. Right. <laughs> We're supposed to dance. I knew Cody had some something special on lock. You know, it's really odd to watch you do that sitting on a couch. Can't gritty on a couch. Shout out to our guy Dino. He said, "Put little brother season to bed today. Get them. Get those manta masks." Masks, <laughs> uh, sleep masks, says Mookie with that Grand Slam blast. I'll say it again. Payback is Fernando Tatis Jr. Go Dodgers. And then our friend Bob Nightingale. Boob. <laughs> Bob Nightingale said, real nice of the Padres. They hand out free tears. Tears buckets today. I mean, straw hats. And then shout out to our guy, Jason Diamond for 1999. Said, best Dodger show on YouTube. Say yeah, it again. Yeah, I appreciate that. You and we, I also agree. <laughs> 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 Shout out to you, Jason. Talk through that. Uh, um, you guys can uh, help us out by subscribing to the YouTube channel. Subscribe to the YouTube channel again. Seventy thousand subscribers, and we are giving away a Mookie Betts authentic, real jersey thing. That's not. It's not going to be game worn. Those are more expensive. But we're giving away a jersey, and if it does well, maybe we're going to do more giveaways. Yes, but Mookie had himself a game though. Uh, one hit. It was a big one. Grand Salami. Uh, was a record, or what was the record again? No, it was like a most, most Grand Slams for like a leadoff hitter. Tied Mookie Betts ties the MLB record, all-time history record for the most grand slams out of the leadoff spot. That's 14 now. He has oh never mind. okay. Apparently he has five. I am way off. I was way off on that number, but had himself a hell of a game. Freddie doing what Freddie does, best one-two punch in all of baseball. I'm gonna say baseball history because I'm biased right now. We watched a win and it was fun. Will had a little bit of coming out series here. A couple of that hits. That was big for sure. Yeah, because he 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 was starting to really look like he was slumping, maybe looking tired. Uh, that that is a hundred percent something that concerns me. But the big one, how about uh, how about your boy James Outman? A four hit game, picks up a walk on base five times, and looking like um, I mean we we talked a good bit about him uh, in recent weeks, but I don't think I've ever seen a player like reward 
uh, you know, staff reward a, a, a team's uh, patience with him as well as we have with James Altman. Yeah, no, James Altman, I've been so impressed. I mean, I think a lot of people wrote him off. They said, okay, they got the tape on him. They got the book on him. They're going to figure him out. And he was pretty much at a low point where it looked like, okay, that swing is not going to play up at the big league level. I mean, there were people saying, okay, it goes 70% and then it's over, right? But he has absolutely turned around. I talked about the ping pong event. I said, hey, man, it looks like a big weight's been left off your shoulder right here. And you're really chilling. He was like, yeah, man, I mean, having so much fun this year. I'm kind of getting back to just playing baseball the way I know how to play and going up there and giving you great at-bats. And that's definitely what he's done. That's what he has done since he's really just emerged once again. I think the bottom line with James Altman is he's not going to be someone that's going to give you 30, 40 home runs in a year, right? But he's going to be someone that's going to give you above average defense. He's going to hit for pop occasionally, maybe get 20 to 30 home runs one year. He's not going to be astronomically expensive. Like when Cody Bellinger, he hit that MVP, then we're talking about, okay, that arbitration, you go up to 17, 18 million dollars. Yeah. James Altman is going to be a part of this core for the next five, six years at a reasonable rate. That's what I'm looking at. And you look at today, I mean, a five, he reaches base five times, goes four for four, and he's not going up there to try to slug. And that's what big league coaches will tell you. If you go up there, try to hit a home run, you're done. But if you go up there, trying to get contact, good things are going to happen. And he just has a natural ability to, when he gets his bat on the ball, good things are going to happen. He's going to hit the ball hard. So oh great to see James. I'm also having Rob Tatis earlier. Wait, I was I was told that if wait, you want the dub, yeah, you have wait, to slug. what? I thought if you want the dub, you got to slug. It's right here in my notes. But slugging says if you want the dub, you got to slug. <laughs> but slugging for him, <laughs> if he tries to slug though, yeah, he won't. That's a, that was a big thing. He was going. He had that big April bat to ball, trying to keep two that, strike that approach. power uh, surge going. Yeah, and uh, it hurt him. It hurt him really bad in May and June, and now now he back. So, we say so if you want the dub, the you all can sometimes up. slug. No, yeah. if you want the dub, you've got to slug. But also, in James Altman's case, you got to put together some really nice quality at bats. Okay. And well, we can't fit that on a T-shirt. We can't fit that on a T-shirt. I mean, you yeah. could. It's, gonna be very, it's a very verbose shirt. But I have been impressed. Look, defensively, what he's been able to do defensively, offensively. That's, you've seen uh, that's uh, his game has improved a lot. Yeah. Early in the year was, it was very James bad route man, yeah, yeah. but yes. he has improved that. The jump has gotten better. The jump's not as good as Cody Bellinger's. The jump is Robin Homer's. I know you're talking great. about a jump off no, the bat. But. No, but yeah, there's that. But the arm is a plus arm. And just overall, if you look at where he's grading at, it, the fact is they made the right decision because I think Cody Bellinger, they need to move off him just to change a lot of things within this organization. Yeah. If you bring back Cody Bellinger, I doubt you're going to get the Haywards, the Peraltas, right? The new energy, the new blood that I think has absolutely infused this team with a very positive, positive angle this season. But I also think, too, if you're James Outman, he really feels like that one time that a big leaguer makes it through that first slump and then you prove yourself and say, I'm here to stay. He knows that, hey, there's a chance maybe I never go back down. And that's got to be a great feeling. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure. He's getting a bobblehead night soon, too. <laughs> well, it's him slash Miguel, Miguel Vargas. Vargas. So did they just, like, straight eat uh, the Vargas bobblehead idea? And now they better not. They, it's like a slash. So it's like maybe half Altman, half Vargas. Right down the middle. Wow. Those will be that, look, that, that, wa that wow was broken, heartbreaking. Right broken hearted. That, that was... Wow. Somewhere, like, when you heard, like, like the sound of shattering, that was actually Doug's heart. Yeah. Doug, crazy. you okay, man? I'm okay. I'm okay. Yeah. He's going to be fine. He's going to be fine. I'm more... What well, they needed James Altman need to we be don't, better this you, year you will not than Vargas. See Miguel Vargas but kind of just kind of going year. back on Mookie Betts, I want to point out, too, that 
One, he owns the San Diego Padres. His fifth home run against the Padres this year, 16th of his career. That was the first time big homers against that he's too. swung there on that 3-0 count. He hits it for a grand slam. I mean, even for Mookie rounding the bases, he looked extra excited for that one to blow that game wide open. It has been lost grand slamless this season for LA. All the grand slams after really taking months to hit one last year. And it shows that this offense, you don't need super elite pitching necessarily and that there's games that can just flip on a dime. And today was a perfect example because that's a desperate Padres team. Yeah. That's a team that needed to, at the very least, split this series. The Dodgers, they are waving goodbye to them in the division. I mean, they're, I mean, if you look at the Padres, I mean, it's just bad right now for them. I mean, they needed something more. Some of their additions, they didn't they didn't show out like this Dodger team. They had Kike, who hit a home run, his first home run with the Dodgers. He already yes. hit five doubles. The two big innings, the one on Friday, the one yesterday, Kiki, Kike, start Kiki, Kiki, Kike, Kike, Kike started those innings off with base hit. So he's been a shot in the arm. He's been he a catalyst. He really has. I'm I like it's getting a little ahead because I do want to focus on all of the additions. Yeah. Oh yeah, in a for bit, sure. But for sure. I am so beyond uh, like mind blown. My mind is blown away. Is what I'm trying to say. I am blown still away early though. It's from still what early. he's done and. We've seen it. We've seen it yeah. with Kike in the past. I mean, what about uh, that that um, that massive eight home run uh, outburst for opening day in 2019? Kike was a big part of that. And you get guys they they open the season and kind of ride a hot first week through the entire season, even though the average slips from 3:30 down to about 2:14 or whatever. It's it is. very honeymoon phase right now. It's very, very honeymoon. honeymoon. He's phase. feeling good. He's back. Yeah. He's back with the X and and having a good time or whatever. They're they're you know. They're banging at all the old hot spots or whatever, as, yeah. as I guess people do. But um, thank you. But that's been impressive to watch. But let's get some more uh, out of out of Cody here. Let's get some more comments. I see a great comment right here from uh, B. Guzman because he said, I'll call my mom to subscribe. And that is somebody that very much. That's fantastic. Gets it. They gets it. They get it so much that they get a Hornito shot taker. They get comment. a Hornito shot taker of the day. There it is. Doug, hold it up for them. Shout so out. they know. Also, what I'm gonna make. Of... I'm also gonna make this one uh, a Hornito shot taker comment of uh, the show. Roy Estrada said, "Go Dodgers." D Mac owns Borna hogwash. You know, <laughs> I, you know, I had to do it. Shout out to our friend uh, Borna. How you doing there, Borna? He said Borna predicted a uh, Padres sweep. So, wow. Oof. man, we kind of. I mean, that's almost like me saying the Padres sweeped. are gonna win the division this year. <laughs> it ain't happening. Work perfectly. But I just want to say, B Guzman and his mom are smart because they want to win that Mookie Betts jersey. That we're giving away when we hit 70,000 subscribers. All right, we're doing it too much. No, you're not, because that is a uh, great jersey. I mean, think about this. We're going to pr present that jersey. I mean, you can wear it all throughout the postseason. No other channels are giving away stuff like that. They might give away a giveaway, right, from a game, like a bobblehead they gave away, a jersey giveaway. Yeah, no, This that's is authentic facts. what the players wear. This is the good stuff. This isn't those jerseys that I know a lot of people give away that make your skin turn green. This isn't that. This is top-tier, top-shelf stuff coming from... Dodgers Nation. And if we get to 100,000, you get to go to the bar with Doug. <laughs> One of his bars from the bar guides. Yes. I oh think that's my good. gosh. And, and you also get to bar take guide Noah, three next Noah home. 100,000 subscribers. Yes, sir. Uh, no, no, that was me. I've heard good things about the bar, Clint. Now I'll leave it there. Yeah, we have, we have, there's drinks. And There's good, time. good times. What's going on in the comments, Chief? Jose, oh, sorry, I had to put this in here because I don't know if we're going to bring it up, but Jose Osegura said Mookie looking like J-Ram's right hand out there today. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. 
I mean, come yeah, on. Should we? Should we? Uh, I know you already went in on that a bunch <laughs> on the post game, oh, but can we There's talk about? Can we talk about fight night? In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. What is, that was, has somebody checked? Down goes Anderson. Has down somebody goes checked Anderson. on Tim Anderson? Also, I am so happy they did not get Tim Anderson because apparently one one little well placed right hook and all of a sudden his brain just puts up no sale signs in his eyeballs. Yeah, dude is lost. Dude is in his Kanye phase right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh, look. It's, it's sports. He's he's in his uh, uh, Antonio Brown phase. No, I mean, look, we have obviously been watching this sport our whole lives, and baseball really is that sport where it's, hold me back, hold me back, you're this, you're that, right? And there's becomes a wall between them. There was actually, they went fist to cuffs, they're actually changing blows. My favorite thing was the umpire basically saying, okay, want a clean fight, want a clean fight, and then yeah, he kind of yeah, gets yeah. out of here. I was like, that to me made me <laughs> laugh. But yeah, yeah I said, mean. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, yeah. let's get ready to rumble. Let's get ready Am I to get fined? rumble. Am I going to get fined? No, don't say that. You can't say that. Let's. Why? Is, is Bruce Beaver going to sue Michael me? Buffer, I think. Or Mike, like whatever his name is. Like a, is. Like ready. Is that, is that really like one of those? It might be. We'll All see. right. But no, I mean, uh, for me, the kind of the big takeaway. Guys and dolls, <laughs> let's get ready to fist the cuffs. <laughs> yeah, there we go. I like that. At the big game. <laughs> I know all the circumstances. But what, I mean, things. this is just really the sad part about this is what a nightmare year for Tim Anderson. Tim Anderson came to the season, a yeah. lot of potential, a lot of hype. Maybe he's going to be a big guy that gets dealt to the deadline that helps a contender. Tim Anderson dropped faster than his batting average this season. Okay. Did you see how quickly he went to the ground? I mean, the fact that he thought he was about to do something, had the Southpaw action happen. I don't there. understand the Southpaw. That was. He's clearly not a southpaw because his his instinct was to go with a hard right hook, and it was it was long. It took a while to get there. It was telegraphed. Not a fighter. Not a fighter at all. Yeah, and he, he beat my ass for sure. But he's not a fighter. I got my money on Clay. I'm just saying, <laughs> yeah. scrappy. We need to see go Jake. for the knees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> go for the knees. Go no yeah you got to go Chanho Park and, and do the, the bicycle <laughs> kick okay you got to bicycle kick him in that situation <laughs> he blew that kick so bad but yeah I mean I think it's I mean that's really was like one of the best baseball fights it was kind of short in action but the fact that they didn't separate <laughs> that as quick as they did if you look at the suspensions too I mean it wasn't too bad we seen the suspensions six games and six then games for Tyler uh, for Tim TA, Anderson yeah. And then I think it was like it was three, three game for J Ram, yeah. and then Terry got Terry got a game too. I think. I mean, yeah. J Ram won the fight, right? He should get oh, less. Oh yeah, he should get less in it. Yeah. Oh, because he won the fight. Because he won. Yeah, that's how it works. How about you and me? I'm oh, surprised. So. I mean, considering they cold. gave <laughs> considering they gave Joe Kelly eight games in a sixty game season, that's a pretty pathetic suspension for for Tim Anderson, who was kind of the instigator. And I, I guess they were both in, <laughs> evenly instigators. But once you drop your glove. 
You're saying we're doing this. Yeah, I mean, J. Rand can make the, the case that he was defending himself, right? Which is what he, he, was. he said. And and that's did. what he said, right? He was yeah. being a guardian, right? I mean, he's just basically yeah, know just, the facts. just defending himself. And I think, too, when you look back at <laughs> kind of the tag, it was a little excessive. Tim Anderson, now we kind of know he kind of has a little bit of a reputation. There's a reason well, why. We saw the, the, the sweep tag and getting the hand off the bag the night before so, as well. Exactly. So it's been kind of building, and it felt like just a lot of frustration that he was just emitting right there. And then, unfortunately, yeah. my man gets knocked out cold. It's like when you're kind of fighting in a pool, you know what I mean? You're like, <laughs> and nothing's connecting. Or you're fighting in your dreams. You know, like, you're fighting kind of drunk. That's just kind of how he looked. Yeah, just no luck there. I mean, yeah, it was just a sad day for Tim Anderson. And baseball, though, won, though, because that baseball definitely won. baseball won. So I think we could all agree with this, uh, everybody in this uh, in this uh, studio right now. Conservative Zach says, I'll be waiting for the DMAC breakdown of Ramirez and Anderson's fight. Oh. We're not going to do a big, big, uh, yeah, uh, breakdown of that because it's not Dodgers related. But I'm going to do it for my TikTok, though. Follow me on TikTok. At do Dodgers Nation. Do it for threads. <laughs> do it for my threads. Oh, I know, right? Padres like the threads of yeah, NL West team. And then Ram goes with the right hook. Boom! <laughs> that was pretty like, good. That was whoop, like yeah, insane. Was, was Shout out to Justin Timberlake. Hey, Freddie, Freddie, <laughs> go glove. Go glove, Freddie. Yeah. Like, boxing glove, boxing glove. <laughs> Freddie, boxing glove. So that's Freddy. a good one from conservative Zach. Uh, 275 vet uh, more letters says Clint gets a seven day suspension for using the million dollar tagline on the air. Don't worry, I fixed it. I was I was unaware of the speed limit here, is what I'm saying. Nando 390, I enjoyed because he said, My grandma has no arms and fights better than Tim Anderson. That's <laughs> Nando, a, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a sleeper, Hornito shot taker of the day. That's what do you got good for me? From Nando. Oh. Doug doesn't know the line. What's a dance, Doug? That's Super Chat? Is that what you're trying super to tell me? Chat. Is that what you're trying to alert me Lorenzo to? Lorenzo Gaddis said, Tim Anderson's chin is weaker than the Padres' chances of winning the Oof. West. Oof. And then we have Alan Herrera, at base Outman, heart emoji. And then Y Newman said, I tagged you on Twitter slash X. I don't know what to call it, but please talk about that Korean pitcher we're rumored to have gotten. Yeah, look for that. I'm going to drop a video on that. We'll see. We need more information if it's going to be official. Did you hear about that? Yeah, I saw <laughs> it. We just dropped an article uh, on DodgersNation.com. Go check it out. Everything we we have or we do know about the situation. Um, Young Suk Jang. It, it seems like there's smoke. It seems like there's smoke to it. Yeah, I absolutely think it is. And we know that the Dodgers, they're trying to make an emphasis of going out there and getting some of those international arms if they can. And he's someone 19 throws gas, lots of potential, and he makes a lot of sense because we know that when this Dodgers organization is at their best when it comes to player acquisition, they're doing it from every single angle. Free yeah. agent signings, international signings, developing, drafting. So this makes a ton of sense. I do want to see more. I mean, Daniel Kim and a lot of these international guys, they actually have a lot of credibility. They don't just they randomly. Really do. they, they don't yeah. have their jet passings and buster phonies and those types. I mean, they don't have their fake yeah. accounts like Not we as do. Many trolls out yeah, you don't have those trolls sure. out there. But it's exciting. I mean, we wouldn't see him for a while, <laughs> but I mean, this is someone that would be really the top guy in the KBO. So absolutely, I'm definitely going to look out for a video for that. Cause I'm going to drop one as soon as uh, we get more information on it. Subscribe. You got anything else for get us? Get that Scotty? jersey authentic. Um, just a lot of people talking about how. Um, it's good that James Altman was kind of patient with his swing and how it's good to see him um, kind of not revive, but like kind of, you know, be back on the be on open, the, be, a, be back open on, the, on the ups. Yeah. If you don't have a natural swing, right, you it's a constant 
work, right? You have to work at it constantly to be able to just maintain that and avoid slumps. You're going to have your slumps, especially as a rookie. But for James Altman, he's really identified those problem areas, and you're not seeing him try to hit dingers on high fastballs, right? You're trying to see him get bat on the ball, breaking balls on the inner half. He's done a better job at it. He told us during an interview in the offseason that was really going to be the big adjust for him was really catching up to that big league spin because one thing he told us was you can see heat at the minor league level but big league spin is the biggest difference and the biggest adjustment so yeah i think he looks the part i think there's a mental component too where he fought through some pretty dark times i mean the dodgers could have easily gone out there got an outfitter they could have easily possibly had hayward playing more center i mean they had yeah. options to go to if they didn't want to continue to go along also give credit to dave roberts i mean James Allen was right there, and he said, what's it like to play for Dave Roberts? He said, it's great. Why is it great? He gives you confidence. Even on your mm -hmm. worst day, Dave Roberts is going to tell you, you can reach base five times and get four hits like he did today. That's just something that he instills, especially in young players. And I think that Dave recognizes that, too. Older players, what are you going to tell Mookie? What are you going to tell Freddie? They know how great they are. It's just about their routines each yeah. and every day. James Altman, though, it, you don't know middle of the season that you're that dude, that you're going to be a guy because there's a good chance maybe you're not because it's very hard to make it in the show. I think we're as close as we've ever been to saying he's going to be a, a big leader for the next seven to eight, nine, ten years, right? So I think it's big news. I mean, sake. I, I truly believe that. I mean, he de he has the work ethic and no one works harder than James Altman. So I will say that. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a dude. He's definitely a dude and he's making his way uh, up the, the leaderboards on being an, uh, an MLB dude, making himself more known. Keeps keeps robbing uh, dingers from people like Fernando Tatis, making more highlight reel plays. He's going to be that dude. What you got for me? Uh, I'm just going to – I know we're going to uh, stop with the Padres talking a little bit, but Tony Lama, I'm going to make this another Hornito oh, shot taker comment we are getting of the show. Tony Lama said, crying Kershaw curse continues for the Madres. Never disrespect the GOAT. Never disrespect Playing, they're seven and one they they don't, don't mess up. really should be eight and uh dodger should be eight no thanks yancy but no you're right though i mean can, uh, <laughs> can i can i riff on yancy for a little bit because your boy has been right for quite some time listen the good thing is let, let's let's do a little bit of a health update so we had some stuff of course we already know clayton kershaw is coming back he's probably going to pitch it looks like on thursday at dodger stadium against the rockies so his last three starts are against the rockies thankfully not in the hell hole known as uh colorado this time through um looks like jp fire is not going to be a guy this year uh he had a little bit of a setback he was somebody that the dodgers acquired in the offseason from the tampa bay rays he had a uh, shoulder surgery and Probably not an option. Uh, seems like Blake Trinan's throwing. Could be somebody that is an option somewhere down the road. Um, we'll find out more probably in the coming days. I didn't I didn't hear or read all of uh, Dave's stuff from today's pregame. And the other um, big one outside of, of Walker is Shelby Miller is throwing. He's eligible to come off the IL August 20th. And I have a perfect spot for him in the bullpen. It's Yancey Almonte's locker. Yeah, I mean, look, Doesn't Shelby Miller, open and longer, you know, as this. far as his strikeout ability, what we've seen from him in his high points, I think he's someone that can absolutely help this team. Almonte, it's the command issues, man. I mean, when they're bad, they're really bad. I mean, really you bad. see a guy missing arm side. I mean, the sweeper hasn't been there. And you just don't trust someone like that in a big postseason series. I think him and Ferguson, they're good days and they're bad days. The disparity in between that is too high, right? The yep. variance between those guys is too high. And Yancey, he went on a long stretch where he was really successful, was very effective. But he goes on these stretches, too, where... It just he cannot find the zone consistently enough. And also, too, on top of that, his stuff just isn't good enough mm -hmm. as far as getting away with mistakes, right? When 
you're someone like that. The spin, it's all right. I mean, you already kind of changed your repertoire, kind of going away from that four-seam fastball when the Dodgers acquired him after he was on the Rockies, right? But still, he's is from a mental component, he has really no track record having any deep postseason success. You saw him. He's the guy who gave up the hit to Hassan Kim last year in the NLDS. So I think right now the writing is on the wall that the Dodgers, maybe they don't have tons of elite guys where you say, okay, these are my lockdown bullpen pieces. I think if I look at my trust level right now, Evan Phillips, we know, is the guy, right? The He's guy. Fireman Phillips. After that, though, Ryan Brazier gave, gave a home run to... It's going to happen. It's going to happen, but still, after that, went one, two, three. <laughs> Bruce Dar Gradrall, I think, has pitched a lot better of late. He's pitched better, but he still he shouldn't be your option in the biggest moments. The For, biggest moments, their, their number one fireman uh, it, it appears as Joe Kelly now. Three punch That's outs Dave's. today. Yeah. He's been really, really good. We know he's not afraid of the big moment, but I think those are the four right now that I'm looking at. I mean, you got Phillips, you got Bruce Dar, you got Brazier. And I you, mean, you add Shelby to that mix, you're pretty good. You add maybe Michael Grove to, to that mix somewhere down the line. You know, what, I, what I've been saying for the last couple of weeks is they have a bunch of regular season pitchers, just some dudes to get them through the long haul of a season. But we see them continue to either get burned by them or not use them in the postseason and continue. Dave, you know, goes to the same guys over and over because that's what they're used to. That's the guy, the only guys they trust. They have so few guys that they trust. And then you get a situation where. He brings in Clayton Kershaw to try to get, yeah. <laughs> you know, two lefties out or whatever it is to try to get a uh, um, uh, Soto out in 2019, and everything goes to hell. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, you got to have more guys that you can trust, and they, they're, they're honestly, it feels like they're building one of the better bullpens that they've had in a while. Even the numbers don't scream it. Yeah, they scream it over the last month or so. The numbers might not scream it in totality, but they're putting together a pretty damn good good bullpen experience. Yarbrough's pitching the postseason. Um, Grove has been around these dudes now for a couple of years. If he is a part of that, I like it. And Brazier, you know, yeah, that's I a world, world Series champion pitcher. That's Joe <laughs> Kelly twice over. Yeah, I mean, look, I think for me, I'm, I mean, like more like as a concern, though. I mean, the fact that Bruce Dark Gratterall is mentioned as your third or fourth best reliever in a postseason series, a guy yeah. that doesn't miss bats. Look, if you're not missing bats in a big series, we saw what happened last year in game two, the NLDS, right? The fact that the bat got on the ball with Profar, right, with Myers, when Myers hit the ground ball to Trey Turner and he had the air. You want a guy in that situation that can absolutely blow by guys, right? He's not mm -hmm. that dude. And you're talking about a guy who might be your second most trusted reliever in Ryan Brazier, a guy that was a dollar yeah. menu item, right? So yeah. this build, I mean, look, Kelly is the big wild card. He's the X factor. If he can continue on this pace and continue to be lights out, he's striking out more batters than he ever has in his life. He's strike, His velocity is as high as, as it's ever been in his career. So if he continue that pace, I think they're in pretty decent shape, but they're going to need other guys that contribute, other guys that really step up. I think Yancey Almonte, you got to throw him the mop, man. You really don't have a true mop-up guy right now. Yeah, he's got two more months of being a mop-up guy. He's not yeah. on my postseason roster, though. I agree with you. 100% sure. not. Shelby, Shelby Miller's got to be getting, uh, is going to be getting into that mix, by the way, like going back into what you were saying. He's going to be one of those guys that's in that um, in that mix to, to be the guy behind Phillips and Joe Kelly. Another guy we should be kind of concerned about, Caleb Ferguson. Oh, yeah. Has not been has not been exceptional, giving up a lot of hits, walking dudes like the, the the um, you know the punch will always remain there. But he's kind of he's not he, he's not as bad as Alex Vesia was to start the season, but he's kind of like now Vesia should be above um, uh, uh, Ferguson on the. What am I looking for? On the depth chart, words yeah. are hard. No, for sure. As far as the rotation, as far as the depth chart goes, as far as the pecking order goes, really, you don't have a lefty that you truly trust in that mix. And Ferguson is a guy that, 
when he has his moments, when he's challenging guys with forcing fastballs in the zone, and especially the top of the zone, he looks impressive, right? Mm -hmm. There's certain stretches. I mean, a 27.1 strikeout rate, you would take that ERA sub three. But like you said, it starts to pile up. When you're giving up too many hits, when you give too many walks, for him, it's he struggles with arm side command, especially on that fastball. And really, things can go south for him very, very quickly. So Ferguson is another one that stuff-wise, I think he's better for, than Alex Vesia. And Vesia kind of gets in those habits where he's missing down Broadway. His fastball has that late life, but velocity-wise, it doesn't play up enough. So that's something you have to be concerned about. But Yarbrough is someone who is almost gives me the starting pitcher version of Cleric, whereas you got low velocity, but you're inducing soft contact. You don't walk guys. Right. So yeah. I, I see Yarbrough as someone that use as a weapon out of the pen in certain spots. You use as a potential opener or a piggyback start with possibly a Tony Gonsolin or a Walker Buehler down the line or someone like that. But I do think that that's a point of emphasis for this team is trying to lock up that left handed reliever. Who's going to be the best down the stretch? Who's going to be the hottest as they enter the postseason? Because, yeah. This starting rotation, can you count on them to go deep? Can you count on Dave Roberts to leave guys in the game when they're actually performing well? Tyler Anderson last year, right? So it's going to be big, big for this yeah. team because offensively, we know what they have it. Right now, I think the final two months of the season, it's just having these guys round into form and who can you trust in these big spots? Money, money, money. Who do you trust? Cody, you what trust? do you got for us? What's going on in the chat? How do people feel? I'm sure that everybody's very happy with Yancy and the bullpen, and I'm sure uh, Doug has <laughs> okay. ruffled some feathers about his uh, bruised dart take. A lot of people are saying, what happened to Victor Gonzalez? Oh, they, they, they told him, bye, Felicia. They, they did tell, a lot of people were asking about That's interesting. A lot of people were asking about Victor Gonzalez in the comments. Um, a lot of people are crapping on uh, Caleb Ferguson. Um, BC even says uh, Gon uh, Gonzalez needs to be on for October. Um, he fell off pretty hard over his life. He had like the ten really good games, and then and then yeah, everything just kind of he went really down bad. south. I mean, they optioned him in early July, and I mean, you look at his last appearance was early July when an inning in the third gave up three runs there, and even in the month of of may even the month of june he got a 945 mm -hmm. era so yeah he has been good for a while he had a really nice start to the season but after that i mean the control issues they reared their ugly head once again you were hoping for this big bounce back season from vegan but that just wasn't the case and yeah i just don't think they have a lot invested in him moving forward he just doesn't seem like a guy they're gonna roll with yeah really their guys are gonna be vesia and and ferguson right now for sure Hepatitis C later actually has faith in uh, Yancy. He says Almonte will be fine. Just don't ever have him pitch at Petco Park anymore. Well, that's still that shook about like that's, four. That's a really good point. It was at Petco, but see, that's also a problem. If it's like if there's if there's uh, you know asterisk or if there's you know user instructions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> kind of right. feels like a problem. It kind of feels like you need somebody who uh, you can throw in in any situation. But yeah, maybe that's just me. Yeah, 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 I think it should be all. Busy. But even against the Reds, <laughs> man, that I mean, even against the Reds at home a few weeks ago, we had those three walks. I mean, he just did not look good. He has not yeah. looked dominant for a long yeah, time. Yeah, he's given up a lot of a lot of base runners, a lot of base runners. But I, I did see a few, um, or at least Super one or two. Good. Hepatitis also uh, said something about Bruzdar as well. He said Bruzdar can't get strikeouts, but is still effective. Dave just has to use him right. Yeah, I mean, he's not he a can. strikeout guy. And and well, I guess that kind of leads into this. So Boomer Assassin is asking you: uh, says uh, you know Gratterall has a sub two ERA. How can you have a problem with that? I mean, I don't have a necessary problem. If you look at his expected numbers, they're close to four, though. 
So he's getting the results, but at some point, you're going to have that even out. And I don't have an issue with Bruce Gratterall. I think that he's probably the second or third best reliever on a team that doesn't have a great mix of relievers. This is not a championship-developed bullpen at this stage. I think when guys round in the form and they're on their best days, they definitely have those flashes. I think Bruce Gratterall, what he does great, what you need to know, he induces soft contact and he throws strikes. And because he throws strikes and he pounds the zone – and he doesn't have that big extension towards the plate, the ball is going to be put in play. And for long stretches, you can have success that way. The strikeout numbers are still below league average. We know that they've tried to mix in that cutter, tried to work with the slider with a secondary pitch. Until he finds that consistently, I don't think he's going to take the next step, but I also think he can still help this team. I think you're going to see him there in big spots, especially in the postseason like we saw in 2020. But yeah, a 1-6 ERA, you look at his FIP, like I said, expected close to four so he has been good he hasn't been great though yeah i'll give you that i trust him a lot more than some of those guys uh cody you got anything else before we move on yes it sounds like maybe the silence says yes and the dance says oh definitely you just have another you just got another one dance dance you know i'm gonna have to program doug to start dancing the second should be an all dancing show this should be an all dancing show. That put that on a put that on a Get t-shirt. I am shot seven eighteen said thoughts Tony Consolin. We talked about that already. Scroll back earlier, <laughs> but concerned. Concerned. That's true. I should have said that. And then uh, Camille Harris said, uh, "Viva Azul." Let's hear that super chat party song. There you go. <laughs> Shout out to you. Thank you, Camille. Appreciate and then uh, two dollars from David. Uh, uh, Cantilano, but he didn't have a message. Two dollars, two dollars. Thank okay. you. We like two dollars. Yeah, thank you. It's fun. That's and then um, in terms fun. of comments, uh, Fergie looks so dejected on the mound when things go south and start whining. Um, yeah, he looked really frustrated. Somebody, I oh here it is. Mike Link said, "You ever see Caleb Ferguson take his cap off and put it back on? All I see is somebody who's going bald, <laughs> and I don't trust the picture that's going bald. That's just messed up, man. I mean, we we learned that we couldn't trust Max Scherzer. I'm just saying so." And then um, some people are asking about what happened to Blake Trinan. Talked about that just a second ago. He is throwing in Arizona. They, he's making progress. He is somebody, Brandon Gomes, uh, Dodgers general manager, said he is somebody that they're hoping is an option at the end of the season. If that's going to be enough, if, if he's going to have enough time to prove himself like worthy of a bullpen spot in the, uh, in the postseason, I don't know. But he's, he's on the mend. And it seems more like if we get anything out of him this year, it's I hope more towards uh, more more for him to feel good about going into the offseason and into next season rather than them trying to force him into the postseason roster or onto the postseason roster because it didn't work last year. Why is it going to work this year? Yeah, I think I feel if I'm at all optimistic about Blake trying this year is that we're post-surgery versus last year he avoided surgery yeah. and he tried to pitch through it then had to get the surgery after. But he wasn't effective when he was back. He gave that home run there to Cronenworth in game two, the NLDS. If he comes back this year, you would hope that they would realize at that point that he's there for a reason. I would trust his organization if they think he's one of the best options out of the bullpen. That is something to look at. I mean, the fact that he has his throwing program, that he is making strides, he is training in the right direction. I think at least you have a tiny bit of hope. But, yeah, you can't bank on that. But I will say the fact that he is post-surgery, I mean, labrum surgery, rotator cuff surgery, I mean, that's tough. And he's someone, though, that if he did feel right physically, I think mentally he could handle 
just plugging in right towards the end of the season. I mean, he's filthy. We yeah. know that. And he could really be a high leverage arm. That would be the best case scenario. I mean, that would really change the complexion and the calculus really of this postseason roster if he looks even 70 or 80 percent like the Blake Trine that we saw in 2020. Yeah, you just got to make sure you have enough time, man. Yeah. Like give him. I don't know. I don't know if he has enough time, in my opinion, not that my opinion means anything in this, but like I want to see him time. pitch you know, two or three weeks um, before I can feel like I trust him on the postseason roster. But I'd still take a, a question mark of a Blake trying and over Yancey Almonte. Yeah, All I right, do like the upside, though. Enough crapping on Yancey. Let's talk about the good things. We have to do a, um, I guess, a... a is it a celebration tour for Andrew Friedman and Brandon Gomes? Because don't ever not have faith in these dudes. They're, they are finding the diamonds in the rough. They're finding some dudes who uh, they feel their staff can, can fix and improve and make into better players. And so far, you're seeing that with Joe Kelly. He's, he's been at, you know, he's been pitching at his best, a very small sample size, two really good starts for Lance Lynn. Um, but looking at, Really, over over the past, I guess we'll say, you know, ten months, uh, you have the Jason Hayward signing, you have the David Peralta signing, which came out of nowhere, and both of those, I don't know where this team would be uh, without those players. We've talked a lot about them, though. Let's talk more about Rosario, and let's talk about the surprise of Kike Hernandez, who's hitting about what three twenty five since rejoining the team. Um, bunch of extra base power he's got six uh, six extra base hits now with the home run today his first in dodger blues since 2020 it's uh it's kind of insane how good he's doing but uh, i'm waiting for the clock the, the clock to strike midnight a little bit yeah, I will say, as far as Kike Hernandez goes, it's still early. Today was his 11th game, but five doubles, already a home run. The swing looks so much better. He's having impact defensively. Mentally, I think he's as locked in as he's been in years. I mean, he is at home. He's acknowledged the fact that being back, he needed that more than he even realized. And I do think it's still early. Let's not get way too ahead of ourselves, but we're already at positive war on all these guys, okay? They yeah. were negative war heading here, and we're at positive war. As far as Andrew Friedman, a lot of people doubting this guy. A lot of people saying that the Dodgers didn't try to do much. I think a lot of people need to post the meme of Shaq. I owe you an apology. I wasn't really familiar with their game and at <laughs> Andrew Friedman because of the success that he's had with this group. But I will say, did they go out there and get the superstar? Did they go out there and get the guy that you thought, okay, is going to push this team over the top? Maybe not. They tried to. There were some options. They tried to go after Scherzer. They went after Verlander. You went after Eduardo Rodriguez. And what do we say when we were talking about this, when that news broke and him turning it down, was he was probably trying to negotiate something on the back end of that deal. It turns out he wanted, yeah. I think, $20 million on his $49 million yeah. option. Yeah, he the wanted Dodgers soup for his family. Yeah, exactly. So it really wasn't about his family <laughs> exactly. and uh -huh. being in Miami and winning and this and that. We all know he just invoked that. No trade to really have that. But as far as Kike goes, I mean, the, of all the guys that they traded for, he's the one I think that really need to have success early on. Because I think Lance Lynn, he's yeah. such a vet. If he went out there and had a bad start, I don't think he would let it get to him too much. I think he would go out there and bounce back. He's done really well, 277 ERA in his first two starts. But Kike, I mean, what more can you see? I mean, like I pointed out early in the show, the two big innings that really flipped this series today i mean yesterday today friday i mean he leads off those innings with singles right yep. and that is big he gets this team going i think the dugout we've seen the dancing it's just been a good move and i think you really have to look back at this organization and anytime they say that okay we identified something 
and one of these players mechanically that we think we can fix, you got to trust them because everyone always posts the picture of Dr. Mark Pryor, right? You don't see people posting pictures of RVS and Robert Van Skoyak. You don't see that. Those guys need credit. They deserve credit for what they did. Like you mentioned earlier, it's a great point about Jason Hayward. How about Peralta? I mean, lots of great signings on the margins. Working through with with Outman as well, giving that that hitting staff uh, credit. You know, you never really hear about these dudes being uh, having their job security questioned because this team finds a way to hit. Hell, even of late, Miguel Rojas is kind of hitting. Hit a bomb, man. Put, putting a couple, yeah, he's like got a bomb out there. All right, uh, he's he's got to have a really good two months to get to sixty-two. I'm yeah. just saying, but um, you know, he's dropping a couple multi-hit games. He's playing really good defense there. I think. I also think, or I wonder, if the the Rosario trade kind of lit a fire under his ass because he knows this guy. Yeah, he's coming here to play second base. Like, no, they're gonna see what if they have a postseason option at shortstop where he's been serviceable in the past, downright crap this year. Um, but I don't trust any player <laughs> of, of any talent level. I don't trust them when they're in the AL Central because there's nothing to play for in the AL Central. You just kind of limp your way into a postseason spot and then get kicked out in the first round. Um, <laughs> he's been a great addition as well. You know, And he's showing pop. He's showing opposite field pop and you know, all of a sudden, you don't feel like with the run of of left-handed pitchers they faced, uh, the Dodgers have faced in the last week, for them to not go like one and seven or some whatever, it's impressive to me. This is a this is a team that's long had issues against left-handed pitching, and they might have finally addressed it. No doubt about it. I think Rosario, I think long-term, Kike, we'll see how long he can sustain this, but Rosario is someone, Rosario is someone that I think in the postseason, he's going to be a guy that has a hit that flips the series. Him and David Peralta, they feel like they can put together those at-bats. You get a clutch base knock. He hit the home run already. He hit that two-run shot yesterday. I mean, that's what they did. That's what they brought him in there, to mm-hmm. rake against left-handed pitching. He's doing just that. He's having success. In the last two months, he's been one of the best hitting infielders in baseball as far as batting average and weight runs created plus and i just can't believe that they got him for noah cindergard that is best signing of the offseason right there i mean that is unbelievable <laughs> to me you get him for noah cindergard we got a super chat what gave that away uh i see he's dancing read the super chat <laughs> noah doesn't dictate the show oh. i do that you continue right. your take sir <laughs> okay I'll, f- I'll, c- I'll pick it up in a second i, I, I thought you, we had the, a big comment the, the things i see like like behind the camera is always great uh, yeah you know in a roaring stadium their silence is deafening 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. It's, it's, he's uh, he's like uh, what do they call? He's like the the watchtower or the watchlight. What do they yeah, call those? Yeah, uh, exactly. Uh, lighthouse. Lighthouse. Yeah, there you go. Noah's lighthouse to be like, oh, yeah, super 
<laughs> yeah. He's very Continue excited about take. Super I'll Chats. I'll get to it later. Oh, no. I mean, I'm just saying, like, I mean, just the you. fact that you to. look back here, I mean, if the Dodgers get a <laughs> ring and you send it to Noah Syndergaard, he would have earned that. I mean, it's like yeah. when you have that dirty couch. No, but yeah. <laughs> you know, you have a dirty couch that, you know, is filthy, smells like dog piss, and you take it out. Imagine you take that out to your, your dumpster, and there's someone waiting there to give you, like, $500 for it. That's basically what they got with Noah Syndergaard. I mean, this guy was absolutely done. I have that couch. It's in my backyard right yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, hey. Man, I mean, hey, smile because don't uh, you know? Don't, don't cry because it's over. Smile because it ha happened, right? So we know with Noah Syndergaard, it's great that it's over. Cry that it happened. Smile that it's over. Yes. So yeah, something like that. Yeah. So I'm what? glad that Noah that Noah Syndergaard is in a better place. He didn't have to sacrifice a kid, and that <laughs> Ahmed Rosario is having success. And you just have to give Andrew Freeman all the credit in the world. I think looking back. Did, there's a lot of building blocks, lots of building blocks there, right? Did they get the big name though? Did they? I mean, if this is Tetris, they got a lot of the Z pieces. They didn't get the long one. They didn't get the long one. They, that's actually called something in Tetris. They call it the hero piece. They didn't get the hero piece. They didn't make the big. They didn't get the C's, the Scherzer, any of those guys. But still, I think that Yarbrough is gonna have a better finish to the season than Eduardo Rodriguez, and I think that Lance Lynn is gonna be someone that's gonna be starting postseason games for this team. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's just, that's Andrew and Brandon Gomes. Though. They're just sitting there playing their Tetris. They're like, we're fine. We, we'll get the Zs. We'll do that. We'll build it. We'll keep chopping, chopping. Yeah, I mean, it depends on what. If you, if, you go, if you go Game Boy, then yeah. What you got for me? There it is. Yes, sir. Still no dance. Still no dance. I do the key game. I do the key game. I'm gonna do the Freddy. You gotta, go like, you gotta go like real long and no assed. <laughs> Ishmael uh, Sanchez says that's what's in song replacing waterboarding as a torture method at Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> or at least Finish a gas lamp. That's a fire take. Dodger dog of the game. Grizzly Oso says why do the Sadres always say beat LA, go Dodgers? Oh, and then I mean, that's, I mean, that really, I think we, we really haven't touched on that enough is how important that is, the fact that they buried this Padres team in the division. And at the end of the day, the Giants make a run. The Diamondbacks, they're flailing at the moment. I think this Dodgers team has a good shot of winning this division by five or more games at this point with the schedule they have left, with the depth that they added. So, yeah, if you look at right now, where the Padres with 11 half games back in the division. So you really buried this team. The Padres dropping fast and Tim Anderson after getting punched by Jose Ramirez. But... Yeah, I mean, this this Padres team, they look like they're donezo, man. I mean, if, in fact, if the Padres were to make the if the Padres were to make the the postseason, it would be pretty historic at this point. I think through 113 games, only three teams, the 09 Twins, the or the Twins way back in the day, the 09 Yankees, the 95 the no, the 09 Twins, the 95 Yankees and the 73 Mets through 113 games. They're the only teams that have records like this that were even to make the postseason. So it's going to be very difficult for them to really put together a run and really make something of this year. Yeah, and they have a number of problems there. There's lost uh, Joe Musgrove for months or a few weeks at least. Maybe he might not come back. Uh, we saw what, what Dick Mountain did. Richie was not very good in his first start. Um, Blake Snell is just pitching for that next, next big paycheck, which is looking like it could be more sizable uh, than... Julio Urias in the coming off season. What else you got for us? And then we have some more comments like you guys just talked about about Brandon Gomes mm -hmm. and Andrew Friedman. Camille Harris said the X factor the X factor has been the clubhouse chemistry. Let's give props to the person that brewed that up. 
And then Grumpy Forty Five Dino says Dodgers versus downward spiral D backs thoughts. Yeah, that's a good uh, that's a good segue. Let's talk about the D back series. We haven't seen them in quite some time. The last time we saw them, they were sort of a young upstart, and then it looked like they were legit for a while. But the the, the somebody pulled the thread, and something started spiraling out of control. Could maybe the Dodgers are the team that can put them back on track? You know they're going to run wild. I think the Dodgers have done a lot better at mitigating teams running wild. But let let the man eat. Let just spit some knowledge here. Yeah, these I mean people you're going to get Julio. You're going to see Bobby Miller. You're going to see Kelly. So I mean this Diamondbacks team, they need the series in the worst way. They're in a position where if they don't get it together, they made some deals at the deadline. You added a Tommy fan. They see themselves as a team that could sneak in in the postseason, and that would be big. That would be a successful season look guys i know you might not believe this but there are franchises out there that aren't world series or bust right for them just making the postseason with this roster they would see that as a w will they get there i think this is gonna loom large this series against the dodgers going up against the best using it as a little bit of a barometer series i'm glad clint that they did not bring clayton kershaw back for this series we know how he pitches in arizona don't have the feel for that great slider point. doesn't break as well yeah. i think that's a great soft landing for him next week but and then they also they face the Padres too so the Padres and Diamondbacks are gonna be facing each other and like I was talking about the NOS circle of life there they're gonna do damage <laughs> to each other too I think one of those two teams are gonna fall fast and it's just kind of funny how you see this Giants team really hasn't played great of late no one's really ran away with this division the Dodgers I think made a great statement against this Padres team and I think that really they've sent a message that yeah we had our ups and downs we had our pitching issues we went out there we addressed needs we didn't get the high-level superstar players, but we did improve across the margins and every single facet we did address needs. Whereas that Padres team, they should be selling. They should have sold. They didn't. They went all in. You got Barlow. You added some pieces. And yeah, I mean, Padres, be happy with that win last year because that trophy case, all it says is, we beat the Dodgers in the 2022 NLDS, but guess what? They don't even make a trophy for that, okay? You're going to have to make your own trophy, okay? So I think it's going to be spirit Halloween superstar for superstore for Arizona and San Diego. I think the Dodgers are going to run away with this division. Boom! Oh, wow, that was loud and out of nowhere. Proud of him. Proud of him for that one. Boom! You know, Fire take. You know, uh, Let him know, D-Mac. Let him know! Your, your friend. Oh, hey, you muted me, Chief. Thank you. Thank you. Your uh, your friend Borna is gonna be really mad about that probably. I number mean, look, one number one Padres. Uh, I just want to show every now and then. <laughs> Collaborate, best friends, YouTube best friends. Follow Borna while you're on here. He's a good, he's a good yeah. fellow. Go follow Borna. I think he should be all baseball. Yeah. His meltdowns are pretty. Watch. His meltdowns are pretty, pretty legendary. You should have a, like a meltdown. Show. You should. That'd be I great. I melt down a I've lot. I've seen him. Yeah. Yeah, I melt down. I melt down. Love I remember. I remember. Absolutely freak. Game five, 2019. Melted down. That, then. that was pretty rough. Yep. Yeah, um, last year I melted down. I've had my meltdowns yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, he. Those are fun. Yeah, when those they didn't, the, like, when they didn't get Louis Castillo, those are therapeutic. Those yeah. are very therapeutic for sure. When they wanted the dub and they didn't slug. <laughs> yep. Yeah, exactly. That tends to happen. Guys, that's about it. Oh. Unless we have any more on the comments side. Apparently, there's a button still active, but we appreciate you. That's as a reminder of thanking you for all the super chats. You get a second of uh, extra music. We're out of trade deadline time, so this was a show that was a little bit, uh, I guess, not that we script them, but it was a little less scripted. It's a sort of borderline post-game show, and we hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, just talking a whole bunch about your Los Angeles Dodgers. Um Find us on the internet, DodgersNation.com. Subscribe here on YouTube. Once we get to 70,000 subscribers, we're giving away that. 
that 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 this a an authentic Mookie Betts jersey. Yours will have the we number get, though. We, the red, theirs will have the red number. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be that's gonna be Mo Betta. It's gonna be the actual good guy, like the like the ones the player the real deal. might wear. It wouldn't be one that he's worn though. I'm just saying. You have something? Apparently, we have an outro super chat. Let's go. TK version. Going out over there. Siege. Oh. oh. Siege roots. The trades we made just shows the environment changes so much for guys. Kike even said he knew something was wrong with his swing, but didn't know how to fix it. This team has fight, next man up mentality. Exactly. I mean, it's Bring not only that. I mean, you get a couple things. One, they're joining contender. Two, they're joining an organization that knows how to optimize their talent. So it's a lot of different factors, but it's no surprise to me that these guys come from other organizations. And based on what we know about the White Sox now, you probably got Rough. value on that considering what was going on there in the South side. So everyone's going to play better when you're outside of those conditions very toxic in chicago so yeah i mean give a lot of credit to this organization it is still very early but i do just like the addition of depth at multiple positions multiple pieces and we'll see if it works out so it's a combination of guys they brought in guys are going to get back guys they currently have playing up to their capabilities all three of those things happen this team's going to make a run at the world series all that and more on dodgersnation.com Follow us at our partners or find us at also at our partners with Sports Illustrated inside the Dodgers.com. You want more baseball stuff? Find us all around the internet. Subscribe to this podcast. We are also audio only on all the podcast platforms. So go there, subscribe, leave a star if you can, or a thumbs up, whatever uh, way that says that we're doing a good job and you love Doug or like me or whatever. Uh, that yeah. really goes a whole long way. Um, I'm RealFRG on Twitter and Instagram. That guy is DMAC underscore LA on, on Twitter and Instagram. Follow the family. That's at Noah Cameras over there trying to be a distraction. That's at KXDY. Uh, yes, just Lou, uh, right? Just yes. L-U-U. Yeah. At, uh, he's on the Twitter. Both those boys are on the Twitter, so go follow those. And, of course, at Dodgers Nation on your TikToks, on your Twitters, on your Instagram, and on threads if you're nasty. Thank you for hanging out with us. Thank you again so much for the Super Chats, and we will see you on Thursday. Bye. Yes, Go subscribe. Yes, In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.